Welcome to another episode of the Balancing Hormones Naturally podcast, where we offer actions and steps you can take today to start balancing your hormones naturally. This is your podcast host, Leah Brueggemann. I am a functional diagnostic nutritional practitioner. I am honored and excited to be your guide on your journey to better understanding your hormonal health and how it affects your everyday life. Hey ladies, welcome back to another episode. We're ready to go. We're so excited. Anyways, so I'm answering your questions today. So I emailed all of my amazing ladies on my email list and asked them, what do you want? What questions do you have? What do you want me to answer for you? And we have so many of them. So I, I can't answer all of them because we'll be here till kingdom come. But we are going to answer as many as I can get through. Okay. So some of these I've already answered in episodes. So I am going to link the commonly asked questions, um, to previous episodes. So you are getting those answered. Okay. Um, one common question that I did have was everybody was asking about different supplements and what to take. And this is just a reminder that I cannot give you personalized recommendations if you are not my client. Okay. We're talking about like your safety, my safety, everybody's safety here. Okay. Okay. So, bum, ba-da-dum. You ready? So someone wanted to know my thoughts on, um, meds that doctors prescribe to people for, um, heavy and painful periods. And my thoughts are that we, we still need to get to the root issue of why you're having painful periods. You know, um, do we have endo going on here? You know, because these meds are so hard on your liver and your kidneys, which have to detox hormones. Um, so, you know, survive, you know, please like get through your day. But if you're someone that has to rely on that, then I would say we need to dig deeper and see what's going on. Okay. Okay. This one I thought was just really interesting because someone asked, is it a sign of imbalanced hormones if you're able to conceive while you're hardcore breastfeeding? And by hardcore breastfeeding, I'm assuming you're talking about like the L, the lamb, um, breastfeeding like protocol where they're like oh you you won't get your period if you are not using pacifiers and you're co-sleeping and you're breastfeeding through the night and you're breastfeeding like on demand or whatever you do contact napping um and I'm gonna be honest no I, I don't think that is a sign of imbalanced hormones and the reason why is you can see such a wide variety here um and you see women who their babies are sleeping through the night and they don't co-sleep and they don't breastfeed on demand and they don't get their period back until they stop breastfeeding. Like prolactin is literally that strong for them. While some women, you know, do all of the right things and their, their cycle still comes back. Um, so I mean, I don't mean all the right things. I mean, follow that protocol. I think, um, it really depends woman to woman. It really does. And also too, there are some, there is some, uh, evidence that the more stressed you are, the faster your cycle comes back postpartum, which also makes no sense to me because if you are stressed and you're not postpartum and breastfeeding, typically your cycle stays away. 
So it's just interesting um, how that can kind of happen woman to woman. But I would just say that I don't really think that it has anything to do with imbalanced hormones. I will say that a lot of women are really stressed and tired when they're breastfeeding and not sleeping through the night. So some things that you really want to do is really, 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 really pay attention to your adrenal health. Okay. I'm supporting that. So important. Um, okay. How to improve egg quality. I love this question. I think that it's a really good one. Um, so when you think about egg quality, you have to think about what is going on three months before three months ago. So like the egg quality that you're affecting now, um, it was your nutrient levels and what you were doing three months ago. That's going to affect it because of your 90 day cycle. Uh, one thing that's really useful for egg quality is zinc. Um, I'm not saying supplement with zinc. I'm saying like zinc foods, like oysters are really, really great. Um, chicken thighs are actually higher in zinc than like chicken breasts. Um, those are all great forms of getting zinc in through your food but that's really helpful for egg quality and then other things that are helpful for egg quality is actually reducing toxins in your life so plastics your cookware um, your beauty items your hair care i have a whole episode on reducing toxic intake and so i would go listen to that uh, but yeah the other thing i would recommend is reading the book it starts with the egg it has some wonderful studies to read there about egg quality so i think that's really cool okay next question what can cause a person to get a strong positive opk um time time intercourse but get negative pregnancy tests so strong opk means like an, a strong lh strip um so you got a strong lh rise which could technically mean you're going to ovulate in the next 24 to 48 hours now, dun, dun, dun. <laughs> just because you ovulate in time sex accordingly doesn't mean you're going to get pregnant. You know, statistically, statistically, like, you know, the chances of getting pregnant every ovulation, even if everything's timed perfectly, are kind of low. They're, I mean, it's not like 100%. But when you're thinking of fertility um, in terms of even if you are ovulating, I would ask, are you um, tracking your uh, actual ovulation with temps? Because um, sometimes you can get false LH surges, so you may not actually be ovulating, even though you get an OPK. And then also, I would say, like, what are your progesterone levels? Like, how long is that luteal phase from ovulation to period? Because your luteal phase needs to be long enough in order to have implantation and have a strong um strong progesterone so you can you know support the baby until with progesterone until the placenta takes over so i would definitely be looking at progesterone levels there and then some other things that can happen too is like this is where like a hair mineral analysis can be really useful because if you have copper issues either copper toxicity or not enough copper you do need copper for healthy implantation so I would, I would be looking into those things. Um, my thoughts on progesterone cream, if it makes things worse, everybody, um, I will, I feel like most people know my thoughts on progesterone cream. My thoughts on progesterone cream are poop. <laughs> um, 
I just, if you're pregnant and you need to be on progesterone, please get your little butt on progesterone. But if you aren't pregnant and you're cycling and you're just like low on progesterone, so you're supplementing with progesterone, there's, you know, your body's like, oh, look at that. There's progesterone in my system. I don't need to produce any. So it was supplementing with progesterone can be really, really tricky, you know, and it's not a root issue. Okay, even supplementing with Vitex, it's not a root issue. What is causing you to have low progesterone? Is it stress? Is it lack of minerals? Is it lack of nutrients? You know, do you need to sleep in complete darkness? Um, There's so many things that could be going on here. But the biggest thing is if you are low in progesterone, supplementing with progesterone is not going to fix the issue because something is causing you to have low progesterone. So we need to figure out what is causing it. Okay, what are other alternatives? alternatives to pharmaceutical hormones fixing the root issue yeah i know not not what you want to hear not what you want to hear but um if you figure out why your hormones are low if it's post-menopause then you need to be supporting your body there because your adrenals take over producing progesterone after you're done ovulating so there's lots of things to take into consideration here but um if you don't want to use pharmaceuticals, which I personally don't like using them, um, you need, you need to figure out what's going on below the surface. So testing. Okay. This is a good one. Okay. I was wondering about having brown spotting the week before my period. Will this go away with hormone balancing or is it just something women get? Also, will it affect my chances of pregnancy? Pregnancy. Um, I mean, It could, I can't say necessarily if it will affect your chances of pregnancy, but brown spotting the week before your period can be two things. One, it can be a tipped uterus um, that will cause that, and you will want to go listen to the most recent episode we had with the pelvic floor therapist, Dr. Andy Miller. She can help with that. Um, The other side effect is low progesterone. Because you think of progesterone as the grocery bag holding everything in in your uterus. And if your progesterone isn't strong enough, then your groceries can be leaking out before we get to our period. Like spotting. And progesterone can be low in multiple ways. Progesterone can be low just in comparison to, in relation to your estrogen. Your estrogen may be too high um, in relation to the progesterone. Your progesterone may be reaching up high enough, but not staying up on top of that curve for long enough. It's dropping too early, um, which could be an issue or your progesterone simply could not even be reaching the height that it's supposed to. So there's a few different ways that progesterone could be low. And you do need progesterone to support and sustain a pregnancy. So it could potentially cause issues with fertility. I would definitely look into it. Um, what happens long-term if I don't treat my PCOS? I know about cancer and diabetes. <laughs> I mean, I feel like cancer and diabetes is... Those are really important things I'd want to, you know, pay attention to. But, um, <laughs> uh, not not treating PCOS and not supporting it can also have issues with your heart as well. Um, and when you're thinking about treating PCOS, that doesn't mean go on birth control and metformin. It means like, let's figure out what's going on with your minerals. Let's balance your blood sugar. Let's get your hormones back into balance um, through lifestyle, nutrition. There's so much you can do to manage it. I have a whole episode on first steps with PCOS. Um, I've been reading about the low glycemic diet. Is it good? Um, keto? No, we, we don't like keto. Um, but I wouldn't say low glycemic. I would say balanced.
balanced blood sugar diet. That would be good. We have a whole episode on that. The more stable you can keep your blood sugar throughout the day, the better you're going to be, especially if you have insulin resistance, um, mood swings, all of that good stuff. But it doesn't necessarily mean you don't eat like fruit. It just means that you have to balance it out. So I would recommend that you go listen to the episode on balancing your blood sugar and the episode um, on the first step, which so PCOS. Okay. Um, is it possible to balance your hormones if you have a copper IUD? Huh. <laughs> you know, I'm going to give you my honest opinion here. I'm going to say no. And I know everyone's like, but the copper IUD doesn't have hormones, Leah. Yeah, but copper feeds estrogen. It makes it more estrogenic. So you're going to have hormone issues indirectly. Also, I see so many women come off of the copper IUD with copper toxicity and they have really bad anxiety and skin issues. Okay. Should I continue to take a prenatal vitamin after coming off of birth control? If I'm not planning on trying to conceive for at least a year and a half, if not, how long should I continue before stopping? Um, so when you're talking about birth control, hormonal birth control depletes you of a lot of necessary vitamins and minerals and nutrients. So this is not medical advice. I'm just going to tell you that I would highly recommend getting your minerals tested and getting them replenished because it can take a long time to get everything balanced. And I love that you're um, thinking about preparing and your nutrient levels to get pregnant, but it's not necessarily just like, oh, I'm going to do this for three months before I get pregnant because um, you may have a lot of metals that you need to detox after coming off of birth control. And the stronger your body is, the easier it is to detox those. Um, So that's where getting a mineral test and optimizing your minerals can be really, really helpful. Um, because you're going to be affecting egg quality and all of that. So I would say not necessarily, my focus wouldn't necessarily be on a prenatal vitamin. It would be like testing your minerals and seeing what you're depleted in individually so that you can optimize your body for optimal fertility. Whoops, that was my phone. But also just so you can feel better, you know? Okay. Okay, so what other questions do we have here? Okay, we're going to answer one more question, and that is um, testosterone in women. And I'm not really sure what the question was with this, but I will say I think a lot of times we're just like, oh, testosterone is a male hormone. Women don't have it. Um, no, you do. It's just that you have different levels of it. And so if you're having issues with testosterone related, um, things like maybe unwanted hair loss, unwanted hair growth, you're not ovulating, all of those things. And people are like, oh, it's because your testosterone is so high. It it could be because your testosterone is high, but it also could be that, um, your, uh, testosterone is detoxing down the wrong pathway so you have two pathways a beta pathway and an alpha pathway and for a lot of women with pcos they may have normal testosterone levels but it's traveling and detoxing 
it's going down your alpha pathway so it makes the little testosterone that you have extremely androgenic so you know testing there can be really important so you know how to support your body but then also testosterone is so good like testosterone gives you drives testosterone helps your libido testosterone helps with weight loss testosterone helps with muscle growth and all those kinds of things so yes women have testosterone yes we like testosterone but we like it in in moderation and how we in the levels that it should be at um so it, it just kind of all goes together with everything, you know? I, I think a lot of these questions are like, what do I do exactly for, like, testosterone? Or what do I exactly do for this? It's like, well, you rem- need to remember to look at your body as a, as a whole being, you know, and how different things affect everything. So it's not just one thing that you're going to do that's going to change the game for you. It's controlling your stress, managing your blood sugar, um, optimizing your minerals, all of those kinds of things. Anyway, I hope that answers your question about testosterone. I'm not really sure what the question was. (laughs) So anyways, if you guys like these, maybe we'll do them every couple months. Please let me know what your thoughts are. Okay. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Balancing Hormones Naturally. If you found this helpful, I would love for you to share it with a friend and post it on your stories and tag Balancing Hormones Naturally podcast so we can get this message out. You can find me on Instagram at Leah underscore B-R-U-E-G and I would absolutely love to hear from you.